Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And we're going to try a little different intro piece, obviously still any, you know, breaking and by breaking, I mean me and Kristen care enough to pay attention, news occurs, we will still share, we will still discuss the Kardashians because I know you guys love listening to that. Of course. Um, And Kristen told me today that the new Bachelorette's coming out so she can give us a little little sneak peek taste i'll just basically give you guys the information that matters if there's any important information that comes out of it yeah she's basically our like our tester testing it for us because if y'all remember like our very first episodes we covered the bachelor um with mr clayton and cassie was just short of miserable um so we're not gonna go through that again (laughs) Um, yeah, so I will be the official, um, bachelorette correspondent and I'll keep you guys updated. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm the, the resident bachelorette expert, um, because you have, you have better things to do with your life than watch, um, Abby or Gabby and Rachel, uh, fight each other, fight each other for men. Oh God. I already hate it. I already hate it. So that would be fun, but yeah, I mean, as far as, like, pop culture-wise right now, it's a desert, as far as I know, in terms of, like, exciting things going on. There's not a whole lot of, like, juicy stuff, like, nothing crazy, no bombshells recently. I don't know what the deal is, Um, but... We're all mourning. We won't get into it, but... Oh, yes, we won't, but y'all know. Oh, if you well, know, you know. Apparently, Travis Barker is uh, hospitalized. That's okay. what is at the top of uh, people.com right now. But, you know, like I said, by and large, not a whole lot going on. So we're going to try out some new stuff with you guys. Yes. So we're going to make a segment. Maybe we'll try and come up with like a cute little fun name for it. Mm-hmm. But essentially, we're going to use this as a opportunity to review a few things it can be we decided it can be whatever we want we're not limiting our creativity right um I hi my name is Cassie and I'm addicted to shopping Um, love that and so I feel like I have new products new things that I'm trying like literally too frequently yeah um so for me personally I do want this to be for me, most likely, because these are the things that I want to talk about. Okay, guys, I'm going to well, be sharing whether I liked or did not like mainly products. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about like TV shows, books, movies, food. Yeah, whatever you want it to be. This segment yeah. is what we're what we're doing. So because it's our podcast. So exactly. That's just kind of how like it goes. Mm. Sorry. Keep listening, please. But like, we know we know that you're unhappy, and we must admit, unfortunately, for now, temporarily, we are not sponsored by any of these shows, TVs. Yeah, not yet. But also, that means y'all can trust that you are getting our 100% bona fide, true opinions on these things because we are not getting paid to say if we love it or hate it. Nope, and I would happily tell you if we were. <laughs> happily brag so what is something that you have tried recently that you want to tell us about okay I wanted to give it like a the good old college try so Mm -hmm. I have been in these sheets for approximately a week now so when I give this review it has been tested so the sheets I'm referring to are the Casa Luna temperature regulating sheets Mm -hmm. I personally got it in this nice little like dusty rose color Ooh. for the summertime mm-hmm. um I personally have always been a hot sleeper since I was like little like other than like me literally hogging the whole bed and kicking my mother her other complaint was that I was always hot mm-hmm. um so I've literally like guys I'm about to be real real with y'all like sometimes I would sweat so much in my sleep that I would like wake up and be like did I pee myself <laughs> it got that bad so I all of my bedding is Casa Luna from Target it it is pricier Uh I must admit it is pricey but it is so worth it 
like literally everything on my bed is Casa Luna from Target. But I had seen that they had recently come out with a temperature regulating sheet pillow line. Mm -hmm. Y'all, they did not lie. (laughs) They didn't lie. I'm telling y'all, I have not, like, I've literally had to put my comforter on. Wow. Yes. It is almost July here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who knows, it may be 86 degrees, but really it feels like 730 because it's 97% humidity. Correct. So, but I'm telling you, like literally in the middle of the night, I will wake up and I will feel cold. So I have to put on my comforter. That is so interesting. I... I literally, my mind was blown. Like I did not think it, because I also have the purple mattress. I guess I'll plug another product that we all know I love. Right. <laughs> but it's supposed to be temperature regulating. And I did not experience that. Hmm. I will okay. say I did have the Casa Luna Jersey sheets on and we do know Jersey holds a little bit of heat. Yes. But yeah. It was not cutting it. The temperature regulating in the purple mattress wasn't cutting it. Well, this is also very serendipitous just because I'm curious about the Casa Luna. I'm on my Target app right now. Actually, today they are having 50% off bedding. So if you were in the market of potentially buying a second sheet set in case, you know, when you're, when you're washing the other one, I mean, today's the day. That is true. And I mean, I think some people could potentially be like shaken off by the texture it's hmm. like linen-y, but a little bit silky. I'm telling y'all, it is worth every single penny. I will, in fact, be buying more to switch out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're always changing colors and stuff. So, like, right now, it's, like, a little bit more summery, obviously. It's, like, a, I think they have, like, this cute olive green. Um, the dusty rose that I have, white, like, a light gray. So, when the fall comes and you're just, like, oh, my gosh, my sage sheets and dusty rose sheets are just they don't fit the winter vibe they're out of season exactly you switch them out for another color interesting okay yes I see I see them now the temperature regulating how interesting this is very interesting so I am like the actual polar opposite of you and that I am like a cold sleeper and like I have been known to wear to use flannel sheets year-round Yes, I've also seen the amount of layers of clothing you put on to go to bed. Yes, layers, socks, sweatpants usually year-round, um, except for, of course, that has now changed that I live on the devil's doorstep uh, that is the state of Florida, and has changed a little bit. So this is really good information to have because... Um, they're nice. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though, when you said silky... That gives me pause because if there's one thing I'm not going to do, it's buy silk sheets. Yeah, it doesn't like, I don't know how to describe it. It's still very linen-y feeling mm-hmm. like just regular linen sheets, but there's just like a little bit of like a, a glide to it. Interesting. Okay. It is very hard to describe. I can't understand why people would maybe initially be like, I don't know how that's going to feel. Yeah. Great. Interesting. So when you wake up, you know, when you like are in bed for a while and then you get up out of bed and you feel that like the spot where you were is warm, Mm -hmm. do you experience that with the temperature regulating sheets? Yes, but it feels like less hot than it would normally feel is what I would probably say. Okay. Um, but see, I don't get hot just like chilling in my bed. It literally is only when I'm sleeping. I see. Okay. So now I literally, like, if I'm chilling in my bed working or like I am right now, like I have the comforter on. Mm-hmm. I'm chilly. Yeah. But like when I sleep, I guess because I'm like literally staying so still and like not moving at all for like long periods of time, the heat just like. Yeah. Wrapped. Yeah. Well, I know like crazy things also happen with your body temperature when you're sleeping too. It either goes up or down. I can't tell you which one, but like shit definitely does change. So that makes a lot of sense that like whenever you're asleep, your, your body temperature for whatever reason is, 
is on one, shall we say. Yes. Um, so what it, what was the first Casalina product that you bought? It definitely was a comforter because theirs are always like one, like super fluffy, almost like you have a down comforter inside of like a duvet, mm-hmm. um, which they do sell duvet sh- sets, but I don't have a down comforter. Um, it was definitely like, it was gray and it had like kind of fringe on just the ends, mm. but I like the simplicity of their product. I like the, like, it's like, I don't know if you'll be able to see it in this, but you see how it's like that, like, I don't yeah, like, know. like a woven kind of not woven, but yeah, I, I see. I thinking too. And I see like on the pillows behind you, like the little frillies on the seams, yeah. like this that is, is a nice like, touch. Yeah. This is almost, and it's like classic to them. Like it's almost in everything. Like they obviously change up like the material, like they have a, um, like a linen one and you know, all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a comforter set was definitely the first Casa Luna product I bought. Um, and I also must admit that I love their freaking wool knitted blankets. Oh my God. I was just looking at those on the Target app and they do look very cozy and very soft. They are. And they're ginormous. Like I swear to God, like it said it was a queen. I'm telling you, it was like longer than my actual comforter interesting oh I love a good blanket I really do I I obviously can't uh, endorse Casa Luna enough I really do love everything they put out so you mentioned it before um that you have a purple mattress where are you at now that you are like a a purple mattress owner for like a year now yeah I still love it I will say though it's kind of weird because like as one singular person in my bed, the majority of the time, I don't notice that it kind of has formed to my body a little bit. And I'm one of those people that's like a side person. Like I'm not chilling in the middle. Like I'm on a side. Mm -hmm. Um, I can definitely tell that where I have not slept is a little bit more firm. Um, But I mean, I, I don't know that I can attribute that to like being a, negative of the purple mattress yeah I'm yeah I guess it wouldn't necessarily be a negative either I mean you're supposed to like rotate your mattress and do all that so I guess in theory if you like actually did that then it would be fine but like who actually wants to do that who even who even thinks of doing it no one um and that's interesting too it just I bet that has something to do with just with the whole like purple setup because part of their deal is too is that like if you are sleeping with another person and one person gets out of bed the other person like won't feel the bed move and that is a fact interesting it is insane interesting because ever since I was on your purple mattress I've just had purple mattress on the brain and so I need to know like I'm glad that you were giving me this information because I need to know like longevity wise yeah you know it's easy to be like when someone first buys it be like oh my god how did I sleep without the purple mattress but I want yeah, someone I, who who has, you know, some indentation from when where they've been sleeping for the past year. Exactly. But what's interesting about it is, like, you can't see it. Like, if I get up, it just kind of, like, you know, goes back to its shape. Mm-hmm. But then when I lay on the other side of the bed, I can tell a difference. Interesting. Okay. But I would, 10 out of 10, would recommend. I think the best part about it is that it's the perfect amount of soft and firm. Okay. Okay. Kind of contours to your body, but not a Tempur-Pedic where like, if you lay on your back, it's going to be like, yeah. And you like, it's like hard to get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause you've just like soaked into it. I kind of go back and forth. I do think that I am more on the soft side of the spectrum in terms of mattresses. Um, but you know, you also don't want to feel like the mattress is eating you and that you're, it's just like, soaking you in and like you are part of the mattress now yes but I and also I understand like firm mattresses are probably better for you and like better for your posture but like I'm not down with that yeah that's why I feel like the purple mattress really is that good in between yeah yeah it's so interesting like how mattresses have evolved over the years like I remember when like water beds were a thing you know like if you were if you were someone fancy you had a water bed you're talking to one 
You had a waterbed? I sure did. Oh, my God. What did you think? Um, It was cool at first, but then it just, like, kind of got old. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just like, eh. <laughs> I feel like I'm sleeping in the ocean. Well, I mean, the reason I ultimately had to get rid of it was not by choice, but we had cats. Um, and they were quite frequently, even as hard as we tried to keep them out of there, they would accidentally pop a hole in it. Pop the thing. So what did you have? It was it just like one big thing or did you have like the tubes of water? No, it was like one big thing. So like the bed had like drawers underneath it. It had like a whole vanity <laughs> mirror on the back and more drawers and all kinds oh of stuff. Oh my gosh. I will say that was honestly the best part though. Cause I basically had like a little desk just behind me at all times. Interesting. Like right behind, like in the headboard. Yeah. So wow. I kept all my secret stuff. <sighs> They'll never know. Yeah, Who's right. going to know? How are they going to know? <laughs> Don't be suspicious of this key that is laying right next to the locked diary. <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. And then, of course, we have, like, the rise of the Tempur-Pedics. And now, yeah. like, Tempur-Pedic is just, like, a term that everybody knows. Um, and that was huge. Unpopular now- opinion. I didn't even think the Tempur-Pedic was that great. I mean, I mean, what we know now, like mattresses now are so much more advanced, but like, I don't mind a Tempur-Pedic. I was never a fan. I didn't like how kind of what you were saying earlier was so hard to get out of bed for someone like I, honest to God, wake up more often than not in the exact same position I fell asleep in. Oh gosh. So like, I'm telling you, that thing can do some indentures with yeah. eight hours of one person in one position. Right. Like you were probably halfway into the mattress at that point, if yeah, not more. Like, yeah, I was like, did I break this? I don't know. But now I feel like we're in such a weird age of mattresses where it's like now you can buy mattresses in a box and you can buy like people don't use box springs anymore. Like, do you have a box spring on your bed? No, I don't now, but the only reason was because my box spring wouldn't fit down the stairs into the basement. Oh, that's right. And so, I mean, I thought it was going to be so hard to find a bed frame that could accommodate a mattress without a box spring because growing up, like, there, no one had a bed without a box spring. No. Like, I, honest to God, never knew exactly why the box spring was there. But yeah. then when they're like, oh, you're going to have to find a bed that doesn't use one. I was like, those exist? Like, I'm a 90s kid. All I know is mattress and box spring. Like, you can't, you don't have one without the other. I know. I'm used to, like, having to hop in the bed. Like, (laughs) I barely have to step now. So is it, like, what is on the, what is underneath the purple mattress then? So since there's not a box spring, they just put more, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Slats. Oh, I see. Like slats underneath the bed. Yeah. I mean, isn't that basically what your box spring is doing anyways? Exactly. I think that people just think things look cooler, lower to the ground now. Like, I think it's like aesthetic, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. And I mean, I guess box springs, like, you know, use resources and stuff. So maybe they're trying to cut that out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, it was just, like, basically a wooden frame with, like, some springs in the middle. It wasn't like Literally. they were anything fancy. No, no, it's not like it made the bed more comfortable. No. And I mean, honestly, like, if you just wanted the height, like, bed risers, girl, like, that's yeah. all you needed. We're going back to the dorm days, honey. No, oh, my God. I know this has me thinking about how my dorm bed in college was so damn high. <laughs> It was so high. Like, I had to get, like, a running start to get into my bed. Oh, my God. It was really high. It probably came up to, like, my neck. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really tall. What kind of bed risers did you have on it? I don't know. And I must, you know how you could put, like, your bed at different heights, too? Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. I must have had mine on, like, the highest height. And I definitely had bed risers. Oh, my God. But, yeah, they were tall. And I don't know why, because, well, I definitely kept, like, my clothes hamper underneath my bed. But it wasn't, like, I didn't have a fridge under there or anything. Like, there wasn't really a reason why I needed that much clearance. (laughs) But I never had bed risers. 
Really? They were just oh. normal? I yeah. still honestly, like, have held, I mean, I don't have them anymore, but, like, I held on to my bed risers just because I was like, bed risers, like, that's everything, like, the, everyone needs bed risers, and then when I got my, like, current bed that I have, you know, the bed risers, it came in a pack of four for the oh. dorm, but my bed frame that I have now, it actually, oh, like a middle one? uh, my, mine, yeah, Yes, and it has, like, instead of just having, like, four posts on the corner, it has, like, I want to say either six or nine posts. Yeah, because I guess the way they build most beds, like, there needs to be something supporting the middle. In the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah which makes me wonder, like, what the hell were we doing in those twin XLs? Girl, I don't know what they did to those, but. happens <laughs> on the twin XL? Stays in the twin XL. Oh my gosh. Wow. Dorm days. Well, now that we've gone on a full <laughs> tangent, Kristen, what is your review today? <laughs> well, my review is for not something as consequential as betting because, I mean, you probably, uh, whatever mattress you buy is just the biggest purchase that you'll ever make. 100%. Um, I recently tried, well, Cassie turned me, I think we've discussed this on the pod. You had, you turned me on a long time ago to the new Coke Zero. Right. And ever since then, I've been riding with the Coke Zero. I've really been liking it. I've been enjoying them. I buy them and, you know, I have them as a little treat every now and then, a little <laughs> pick me up, if you will. Right, right. I tried the Starlight Coke, which maybe you all have seen around. It isn't. Obviously, it's it's Starlight Coke. It's not Cherry Coke. It's not Vanilla Coke. It's not it's not anything like that. It just has like kind of like funny looking can, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I tried it, and I'll say that it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It is like not <laughs> best review ever, right? Um, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I mean, it definitely like it. It tastes a lot like a normal Coke. But it has some kind of like, I want to say like a berry flavor mm-hmm. or like the way that Will described it was cotton candy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I definitely get that. I mean, obviously it doesn't, nothing will ever top just the regular OG Coke. No. But I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. I don't like though that I don't know what it is. Cause when you have cherry Coke, you're like, oh, there's a cherry. There she yeah. is. <laughs> like, you know what it is. I was like, am I going to taste like space dust like what is this gonna be so have you had starlight coke in your life i had i for some reason i thought it was starlight coke zero is that not right no it is they have regular okay, i right. so yeah, yeah yeah so i tried the starlight coke zero not the regular okay, that's starlight what i coke. tried too but i was yeah. like wait did i remember this wrong i took one sip of it and gave it back really i just thought it was way too sweet it is pretty sweet, yeah, because that's it's like a cotton candy, like sugary Ooh. kind of flavor. Yes, I, oof, I couldn't get down with it. I did like the design though; the cans were beautiful. Yeah, it's cute. It caught my eye the first time, and maybe that's kind of what they're getting after too. Is like we're not going to tell you what this tastes like. Exactly, you it's have like to every, buy it. Yeah, exactly. Every and that's exactly what every Coke Zero person did. They were yes. like, "Ooh, they made." Because they don't ever do anything with Coke Zero. They don't give you the fun flavors like they do with regular Coke. Right. And so you're just like sitting here like, oh my God, a new flavor of Coke Zero? Oh my gosh, I love the packaging. I have to buy it. Right. And of course, when they say limited edition, you're like, okay, I need to buy it right now or else I'm never going to get to try it. Um, I would, so... Coke is obviously Coke is like one of the most iconic companies of all time. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I I don't want to call this a miss because obviously it's, you know, I like it. It's fine. I don't know if like, you know, I'm going to seek it out ever again, (laughs) but like it caught my attention, you know, served its purpose. Mm -hmm. We have forgotten how the whole like share a Coke with and the person's name had this country in a chokehold. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Especially when you, if you had a friend with like maybe a less common name and you would go to the, to the gas station grocery store and you text that person and be like, oh my God, I just saw a Coke bottle with 
insert weird name here or like someone would send you a snapchat it would, and it would say like Kristen. it's like oh my god like they have my coke bottle so those. that really that there was a home run like it's hard yeah. to top something like this i appreciate the ingenuity i appreciate them trying something new but like nothing will ever top the the name thing yeah yeah that was fun especially just like honestly even when you went you like wanted to look through all of them because you wanted to see if by chance there was one of you or your best friend or your mom or whoever like you would literally like go through that whole fucking cooler like where's Kristen right or just to like see like they would have the basic names but then they would have just like really crazy random names and it's like where did you get this from yeah like who's gonna buy that yeah but then when you saw someone drinking one it's like oh like whose name do you have oh this one is tyler Uh like you know whatever and i thought it was smart too when they added like a few like generic ones yeah because i made that i feel like that made it so that anyone could pick one up and be like oh i should give this to so-and-so because it says to a friend yeah with your sister yeah exactly yeah I guess they probably realized, I feel like they did that after they started all the names and stuff because people were probably getting pissed off that they couldn't find their McKinsey Coke bottles or something. Where's the Braylon bottle? <laughs> so they had to maybe, um, you know, reach a little bit more to appeal to a larger audience. Yes, that was smart on their part. I agree. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, Coke is just a well-oiled machine and they have thousands of people employed to like think of things like this so but in case y'all cared what we thought yes (laughs) and y'all are listening or got some fbi agent creating a python automation script right now (laughs) to anybody who talks about the coke company you know Uh, you're welcome so last thing before we move on um the other day i was at the gas station and i saw this guy coming just this innocent middle-aged man coming out of the gas station carrying two bottles of pepsi in his hands i was like who who drinks pepsi like who i don't know but i will tell you so i don't know if you if you saw the tiktok challenge um, where people were drinking all the drinks, like not knowing uh-huh. what it was and um, like having to guess. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, I was talking about. Yeah. Madison and I did that. You did? Did he you guess them all? None, he got none right. And I got Coke and Pepsi right. So what it's like Coke, Pepsi, Coke Zero, like yeah, so we Diet did, Coke. Yeah. So we did Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke. Um pepsi and coke obviously and then we did coke zero and i think pepsi has like pepsi one or something like that oh um so the only only ones i got right were coke and pepsi though and i mean it was like i just went off my initial first straight guess like i didn't think about it whatever as soon as i tasted that pepsi i was like oh god that's pepsi and as soon as i tasted coke i was like there she is yes but we did do the challenge and it is way harder than you think like I swear to god when I wrote down my guesses I was like I just got a hundred percent like I don't even need to think about it I was like I just fucking dominated this and he was like no no and I'm like what oh my gosh that is so interesting especially because I know that you hate diet coke so the fact that you didn't get diet coke either Oh my gosh, you'd be so proud of me. I have become a Diet Coke drinker again and you can <gasps> thank Chick-fil-A. Really? Interesting. They have the best Diet Coke. I get it over Coke Zero at Chick-fil-A. Wow, how interesting. So you, but at this point now you're just doing Fountain Diet Coke? Yeah, I'll drink like a can, but like I just think it tastes almost like too bubbly, not enough flavor in a can. I um, see. But yeah, so there's certain places. So if y'all want one last little review before <laughs> we shut the hell up, um, Chipotle has the best Coke Zero, hands down. Chipotle has the best Diet Coke, hands down. McDonald's has the best regular Coke of life. Okay. And Wendy's has the best Dr. Pepper. Wendy's with the Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I'm telling y'all, I have tasted all of these drinks 
at the same places and those are the ones with the best. I'm telling you, if you have a hankering for Coke Zero, Chipotle. Tastes like the Mm. sweet nectars of the God every time. Interesting. See, it's so hard now that like Coke Zero is on my radar too. So we have Coke, Diet Coke, and Coke Zero. Like that just adds in a whole other layer of this. Mm Mm-hmm. How interesting. Okay, well, thank you very much for that very thorough breakdown. You're welcome. And thank you for participating on this review with me. Of course. I mean, I didn't add a whole lot except for, like, I tried some Starlight Coke. (laughs) I don't have anything else to add in terms of, like, the Coke hierarchy um, or anything like that. But I'm happy to listen to your hierarchy any day. Maybe we'll make Kristen do the Coke Diet Coke taste test here soon honestly i am interested i definitely would consider it was fun it It was okay i'll do it just my arm you and will should do it i know well i'm thinking my family's going to the beach next week too so maybe like we could do it as a family oh that would be fun something like everybody can do yes and then like the kids get coke and soda and they'll be big lit over that oh yes that's a great idea interesting okay we'll do it Yes, please report back on the Steele family results. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, so we apologize. We did not have an episode last week, if you guys saw our post on Instagram, um, because of life and I was moving and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so sorry for missing a week. And so at the end of last episode, two weeks ago, which was episode 22, we were talking about um, doing like a potential teen mom series or something about like some OG TLC shows. Well, that is still happening, Um, but while we had, like, our little break, we also decided that we wanted to do one more LGBTQ documentary before the official end of Pride Month. Mm -hmm. So we changed our minds last minute, and what we decided to watch for this week was Pray Away on Netflix. Yep. Um, which is something that has been on my radar for a bit ever since we watched Marsha Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was been it had been on my radar, especially just because I'm interested in, I mean, we know I like cults and weird shit like that. So like conversion therapy, yes, mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, so Pray Away was basically I thought I was going to get some like really detailed, intense accounts of people who went through conversion therapy, which we did. Yeah. However, I still felt that it was like missing something. I mean, I I do feel like, uh, I think, I mean, I, I see that they did include obviously information from people who truly believe this is happening Mm -hmm. but even though I think it was skewed to the correct side Mm -hmm. I do think it was a little bit skewed interesting okay um so I mean I don't I feel bad for like starting this off on a negative note but like overall just the whole production for me was just like kind of messy yeah and like kind of hard to follow Mm-hmm. because there are a lot of different storylines I mean all of these people were related with the exception of Jeffrey who was the former trans woman who is leading the you know sort of like modern day conversion therapy mm-hmm. movement right you know they were all involved in like the quote-unquote ex-gay community but I felt that the production was just like kind of messy and it had too many characters to the point where it was like hard for me to follow right um you know I like how Julie was like kind of to me was like one of their main characters Mm -hmm. um so she was the woman who they showed at the end she was marrying her right now wife um which I I really liked like seeing her go through that Mm -hmm. but they had like the two other men and then the women were I, I don't I was kind of like it was just kind of all over the place a little yeah. bit for me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because these people's stories, like, like I said, they're all part of the X gay movement, but they all kind of like, they all had their own different stories and they all kind of came from different places and different mm-hmm. backgrounds and like how they handled their homosexuality in the church. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how they would have done it, but it would have been nice if they kind of like broke it up. Like th- this person tells their story, this person tells their story. Yes. Keep, keep like everything similar, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. It, I agree though, where it was like, wait, is this Julie again? Like, because her story really didn't have as much to do with in the same way with the other people's story right yeah and they they had the guy on there who that's another thing too is like i don't remember anyone's like i wrote down julie's name i know jeffrey was the former trans man trans Mm -hmm. woman rather um but otherwise i'm like these there was the guy who was uh basically like he was in a hetero relationship he like married a woman and was kind of used as like a poster child for Mm -hmm. the for the ex-gay movement yeah um but other than that it was just like kind of messy I did appreciate that I mean they they let they laid it out in time pretty well but like in terms of following like everyone's individual stories I was just kind of lost Yeah. yeah I agree it was pretty confusing um, and they didn't really talk about, even though, like, we started the documentary with Jeffrey and sort of, like, ended it with him, too, they didn't really talk about his, like, conversion experience. Yeah. It was just kind of that he, like, was converted. Right. That's kind of why I felt like it was skewed. Like, again, I think the way that it was skewed was the correct way that conversion therapy is not a real thing and needs to be ended Mm -hmm. um but like they just they never gave him a chance to tell his story like the only story that they really were hearing from people were people who are not in it anymore so it's almost like okay these are the people who don't believe it anymore but here's what they used to say it's like I'd be more interested to also hear like what are people now saying yeah yeah exactly because I mean and that it was a really powerful powerful moment at the end of the documentary when they were like exodus which was you know the ex-gay conversion movement Mm -hmm. they were like exodus will never be dead it will just take on all of these different forms and that's what is it basically jeffrey like he's not exodus but what he is doing is basically the same thing where it's like if you find jesus and you don't want to be gay you don't want to be trans whatever you can like revert back to heterosexuality yeah um so you know that like it's still sort of like the same sentiment but it, you know it, it doesn't have the same name or like the same players that it once mm-hmm. did um so like going into this like did, were you familiar with like conversion therapy like do you know a lot about it I wouldn't say a lot like I knew what it was and knew the gist like essentially you know they always say like I hate it but they say like pray the gay away and that's really kind of like what their mentality was like we give ourselves to Jesus and he'll fix us because we're broken and that's why we've allowed this sin into our body and it's just right Yes, and so it's praying that away, if you will. Right. Um, I will say, if anyone was interested in, like, knowing more specifically what I was talking about, like, what actually happens in these therapy sessions, I would recommend the movie um, Boy Erased. Oh. And I, it's based off of a book which may, I, I believe it has the same name. But basically, it, the book was written firsthand by a man who is gay, who went through conversion therapy um you know it didn't work like he is openly gay now but the movie um is it's um uh the 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 boy in the movie he is the son of a preacher Mm. and kind of gets sent to conversion therapy it's a camp that he they like eat sleep breathe conversion terrible um so I will say anyone who's like more interested in in that sort of thing I mean obviously it's it's terrible so like if you're not that interested like don't seek it out um but based off what you said this documentary really had me thinking a lot about Christianity yeah because obviously this documentary did not paint Christianity in a positive light at all no Uh, with the exception of julie's wedding at the end Mm -hmm. um when she 
um, you know, gets married to her wife in a church. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems that she still is very religious, which is great because, and I think she said something to this effect at the end. It's like, why can't you have both? Right. Why can't you feel connected to God and also be LGBTQ? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why can't you have both? And it's just like, I mean, this whole issue that um, some Christians have with people who are non-hetero, it's just like, I thought Jesus loves everyone and like God made you just the way you are and like he loves you and he knows you and you know, all of those sentiments. Why then do these people feel so guilty and like sinful for being attracted to the same sex? I know it was like it really was so sad to see and watch and then it's also like sitting there especially seeing people now like I'm like are they lying to themselves like these people were saying they were or do they really believe this like yeah it's just like one of those things where it's like I think that's why I would have liked more about their side in the documentary because it's like I need to know why this guy all of a sudden because of god no longer feels that he was a woman born in a man's body like i just don't understand what would change that like i i mean unless he felt that like i mean we do have to mention that like now even compared to like 20 years ago being lgbtq is like Oh yeah, not a, like, I mean, to me, anyways, like it is LGBT is like it, it's not a big deal at all, societally speaking. Like, hell, we are like everyone in America is celebrating Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not that big of a deal at all. So, if some people believe, like, even say twenty years ago, that they fall somewhere on that spectrum they would feel ashamed because it's Mm -hmm. different and it wasn't as accepted and celebrated as it is now right yeah and you know we're also aware like obviously there's still a lot of stuff that I'm sure needs to change but it is so different now than like a lot of this documentary is like in the 90s and like the early 2000s when like it really was like at the it was kind of like the lady said like there were a lot of people on the fence um about like you know a lot of people were like if it's not my life it doesn't affect me so like why do I care Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like that was a big part of like when they were really trying to push this movement through right um and it was interesting I mean it's terrible that like there I mean there is a history of people like equating homosexuality and pedophilia which like no like I don't know how to tell you that but like no that's not the same thing at all and the argument against like when the when in the in the early 2000s when people were questioning like should we legalize gay marriage people would be like well what's next we're gonna let pedophiles marry eight-year-olds like mothers marry their sons and all this stuff it's like how is that the same thing how is it the same thing at all and it really reminded me of kind of the the debate that we're having now where people um you know are pushing to having more like trans friendly bathrooms Mm -hmm. and like you know if you like you use whatever bathroom you feel most comfortable and people are like oh oh, well does that mean that just like all the pedophiles are going to go into all the bathrooms and just decide that they're a woman that day like no can you like why do we have to go to the extreme yeah like I feel there's a very 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 small minority of people who would even feel the desire to do that and also those people are like the scum of the earth so you would just hope that that is not the case and for the record like if someone identifies themselves as a woman as as a fellow woman like I feel like use the bathroom it's fine like I don't feel like people just people just like have so much ill will it's so so freaking stupid yeah um so another thing that like was very interesting to me is they like really focused on this at the beginning of the documentary too and that was like theorizing how people become gay yeah Um, it's like there's two ways and you're one of them 
exactly which i mean we all know now is just a crock of shit um but one of the main theories was that people become gay because they have some sort of childhood trauma um potentially with like their their parent of the same sex or they're like sexually abused as a child which like so they, they they said like you have these traumas and that's why you are the way that you are and there's something to be said for them like recognizing that and saying like you went through this terrible thing and that's like that's you know it's not your fault that's just like who you are now is the result of this trauma however they went it they went about it the absolute worst way possible by being like so now you're gay and you like have to pray that you're not gonna go to hell best of luck to you (laughs) yeah you know when they're like oh my god like you and even some people like maybe had some like repressed trauma and they'd be like oh yeah like I did have that like terrible thing with my mom or whatever like that's you know good on you for like recognizing that and like doing something to address it but like how about let's not I just I also sorry I'm going off on like a monologue now but like I I just have that's a a big thing with me and Christianity is I don't understand the need for guilt all the time and the need for like I'm gonna say that's probably more Catholic than anything it is definitely Catholic and like having to go to confession and like confess your sins and like it like why, why can't I mean obviously everyone makes mistakes but like why why all the guilt like why yeah. all the need to be like I am a terrible person like no matter how how, how hard I try like I gotta pray about it yeah yeah especially like so this was interesting so uh, me and my friends Caroline and Annie went to the Mormon temple which as you know um you probably would not have gone because it doesn't necessarily interest you (laughs) but one thing that I will say that was very very interesting was that um they had a ton of people a ton of like volunteers there that were Mormon that you could ask them questions Uh and one of them told we had we had a question about baptism because Mm -hmm. in the Mormon faith you don't get baptized until you're like eight years old so you're Mm -hmm. much older than in like typical christianity especially catholics when Mm -hmm. you are baptized very baby in case you die yes very young in life um and that's for two reasons i think when they like you know they let the child like decide if he or she wants to get baptized but the the second thing is is that they don't believe in original sin and that like you don't have to protect kids from sin yeah like they're children like you don't right and that that really stuck with me because I was like yeah because they don't have like Jesus like they don't believe in Jesus yeah they do oh they do yeah they do yeah it's it's like its own part of Christianity they believe in Jesus but they believe in there's also this book of Mormon that was found like in the United States that Jesus uh-huh. came again later in the 1800s. And so there's this like whole other book. So for that reason, like, because they, they believe that like Jesus came back in the 1800s, they like, like the crucifixion isn't that big of a deal to them. Right. Cause he, he did rise again. Yeah. Cause he, he like came back. Right. Okay. Um, you know, and then you know, book of Mormon is like their special deal, but gotcha. um, okay. so they, you know they don't believe in original sin which I just thought that that was really interesting that like you know what like what why do you why do you need to baptize a baby when they're three months old exactly they just think that you come out just already fucked I know which like that's just that doesn't if I'm if I'm looking for religion that just doesn't sound very appealing to me honestly I hear you. Um, so what did you feel was like your favorite part of the documentary? Um, I definitely liked towards the end where they kind of started sharing like, you know, like the wedding and right. like how people came to their realization and changed their lives and like found partners, realized, hey, just because I'm attracted to women doesn't mean I'm not also attracted to men. Right. All of the kind of like little triumphs I thought were, it was nice to see that at the end. Yeah, that many of them like 
you know one of one of the people on the documentary made the point that like the goal of christianity is to like get married and have children that's like what you strive for Mm -hmm. um and some of them like still found that i mean it wasn't through like quote unquote like traditional ways um but some of them still found that so i also this had me thinking about like why christians have such beef with gay people in the first place and i feel like it's because well part of it anyways is that gay people can't reproduce naturally right right so it had me thinking like on like we talked about with our father Mm -hmm. you can't be fruitful multiplying like have all these racks kids if you have a partner that's the same sex as you yeah so just had me thinking about a our sweet friend, Dr. Don Klein. Yeah, especially because I think a lot of people, like, you know, they, at least from the documentary, like, in the beginnings, like, you know, it was, like, a mental illness that you could perhaps pass on to your children and, like, all those whatevers, or you'll raise your kids in this kind of environment, so it'll create it, like. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I still like I try to keep in mind that even though like to us now that way of thinking just seems like so ridiculous, that is genuinely like a widely accepted thought. Like late 1900s early 2000s you know like you watch old stuff I mean this was all kind of like before our time but like you watch um stuff about like when Ellen came to popularity and it was this whole big deal like oh my god Ellen is gay like ah Mm -hmm. that's so crazy like she had to do this whole like coming out deal right but now it's like people people come out and everyone's like okay okay whatever really because it the you um being in a relationship with a woman for the last five years openly didn't tell us yeah (laughs) like i think the thing that like you know this documentary just like reiterated is just like the hypocrisy of it all i mean it's like you're sitting here telling me that you read this passage in the bible that says they were it was men sleeping together so we tore down the town or whatever um also I've seen research that the original translation says pedophiles but I'm you know it's neither here nor there anywho but that is that is an important distinction for sure yes yes. um but it's like okay if we really go through the bible and like pull out everything it tells you not to do like y'all the same people preaching this are having premarital sex the same people that are preaching this are cheating on their wife or their husband mm-hmm. y'all are eating whatever it says not to eat in the bible pork shrimp whatever y'all are eating that are you wearing clothes made out of more than one type of cloth you certainly are those are all things that the bible says don't do you can't do it's a sin to do whatever right so like why do you get- love thy neighbor like isn't that a commandment like isn't exactly. that like the holy grail of it all like how can you love thy neighbor if you're judging them just because they like boys and they are a boy right and like how does them liking boys threaten your livelihood at all yeah other than you just being uncomfortable right which like that sounds like that's a you problem exactly. and not a them problem correct that is such a like love thy neighbor you know and Jesus was supposed to take in all these, all of the unwashed and the unclean people. Like, yeah, like I thought that was the whole point, but now it's like time to cherry pick and time to time to pick and choose right, like, what right. kind of people we're gonna. If you're gay, if you're transgender, if you're a person of color, if you're a woman, like if you have a disability, all of these things are just being picked and and used differently yeah i'm again i this definitely paints christianity in a not so great light and of course like we both know that like not all christians believe this at all like this is a this is a minority um but that's not to say like these people exist still like you know the existence of conversion therapy and like i think i said seven hundred thousand people in the u.s today have gone through conversion therapy oh my god yeah seven hundred thousand seven hundred thousand um 
so like I said I feel bad that I was like talking shit on the production of this because I do like the message was very strong and like it was very informative and also too I really liked watching this because even though it's you know this wasn't like the entirety of like LGBT history Mm -hmm. it also is important to like remind ourselves like where the movement comes from like watching the documentary about Marsha Johnson Mm -hmm. and watching things like this to like remember like even 15 years ago like these people were out there preaching their testimony about how they were cured from their homosexuality with prayer Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like the history of this movement and like the people like Julie who like she self-harmed she was so depressed like the things that she went through just because she felt that that's what she needed to do yeah I mean I'm really glad that we also did two documentaries like in honor of pride because I think a lot of the time especially with pride in particular like they don't dedicate these months like just for it to be a month like you know like when they made Black History Month they were like let's educate let's learn let's like celebrate Black people this month and so it's like in pride month like yeah it's a lot about parties and you know like big parades and fun and glitter and rainbows and all those things but like I do think it's really important that you have to learn about stuff like this because it's so important it's where it all came from like these are the people that started what you're celebrating now they were not celebrating when they started pride month they were fighting so that you can go dance your ass off in the street drunk as fuck like I mean that's just like what it boils down to and I think a lot of people like forget like that is the purpose of these months right no you're absolutely right and like we didn't just wake up one day and like boom pride month yeah yeah and that is such a good like comparison to black history month because that like and now that we have like Juneteenth recognized as a federal holiday where it's like we need to remember like these things that happened that led us to where we are today and women's history month Asian American history month like all of those Mm -hmm. are important right um and it's you know like also this is like kind of really kind of not but like all these companies who capitalize on things like pride right. month where they're like oh, we're gonna turn our rainbow our logo into a rainbow mm-hmm. these companies need to be held accountable and it's like okay what are you actually doing to like right. progress this movement right. and like help the people that like this this history month is celebrating right like not try to I feel like this is gonna sound like a plug but that's one thing that I really appreciate about like some of my clients at work like I see them actively doing like diversity and inclusion and making sure that they are meeting those standards year around and they're getting recognized like I have multiple clients who will like rank top five as like best places for people that are of the lgbtq plus community to work so yeah i feel like it's nice to see that there are some organizations that are like putting it at the forefront year round and not just for gay people you know people of color women um transgender gay straight bisexual asexual all of it like they're just constantly trying to you know grow their community and be supportive in a genuine way by like actually helping the communities to get more opportunities rather than just like put up a flag logo and call it a day exactly like what are you actually doing like practicing what you preach and like putting the work in right I'm like each day post something that you did to help or you did to make it better or a historical fact like I understand especially like we're like in our 20s like we want these holidays because we want to be off from work and I'm not saying don't enjoy it like I'm not telling you like especially as us being white people and like a person who's white I can't say to anybody exactly how it should be celebrated because it's not a day for me mm-hmm. but you know we did at work send out like an article about like what Juneteenth was like why it was important why we were celebrating it how like you know crazy great it is that we finally got it as a federal holiday like we 
you know, took time to learn more about it. Like, what is it? Why are we celebrating it? Um, but, you know, I don't think that people were like sitting there every hour of the day, spending time learning about it. And I was <laughs> fine, but take like a moment to just like learn something new every day about it. Like, I don't know. I just think right. it's, it's what the month is for. I know. And like what we learned about the Stonewall riots. And I think it right. was like, within the last few days was the actual like anniversary of the Stonewall riots and I was like wow I actually kind of know what that is exactly like women like Marsha Johnson yeah I mean it's like I I get a lot of like gratification by doing stuff like you mentioned like reading the Juneteenth article and it's like what is this even like why why June 19th like what does that why because this is not stuff I learned about in school no 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 (laughs) no no <laughs> oh, but that's a whole other story for a different day <laughs> all righty so anything else on pray away um I would recommend it to anyone who's interested in the topic I thought it was really informative and I thought it was interesting other than again I agree like you the stories were a little bit hard to follow sometimes yeah but I think it's definitely good like something again like something that just really catches my attention is like even in 2011 julie is going around the country like giving this testimony about how she prayed the gay away like this was not that long ago people i know oh my gosh okay we didn't even talk about this but she got sexually she got raped at college told this guy ricky who like literally is the leader of this whole conversion therapy camp and he raped her Yeah, and then like forced her to tell people that, oh like with that to share like her story of being raped, even though she said totally her choice whether or not she wants to tell people right. or not. And she's like, I just don't feel comfortable. I, you know, and the reason he said was because it takes some of the power away from you on stage. He is literally saying, I want you to tell this rape story because people are seeing you as too masculine, and I need them to realize that you're just a woman yes exactly like it needs there are not enough tears happening oh my gosh I know so disgusting anywho (laughs) on that note bye guys (laughs) (laughs) well we hope you guys enjoyed it um I mean enjoy is a loose word here but we hope that you learned something from it it sounds like we bet we both definitely did um I feel maybe we should try to watch more like enlightening stuff like this instead of just like that's why <laughs> no we like a mix gail i know we give you a girl who can do both that's right exactly. you can have very intelligent and important conversations while also being like so i think that jen shaw is being a bitch <laughs> yeah exactly i love it speaking of which girly oh. goo is about to have her day in court here soon sure is sure is so we will have to keep an eye on that for sure i know i honestly am like kind of excited which makes me feel kind of bad why because i like jen and i hope she's not found guilty but are you excited just to, like see it all play out yeah absolutely i want to see all the evidence i want to know everything yeah. well i mean like the court process in america just takes so yeah. damn slow like she got arrested last year and it just you're just like anticipating it anticipating it and it's been getting pushed off and stuff yeah so hopefully i'll have to um try to find somewhere to live stream it because i love watching like live court action i mean we know how i was with amber Heard, johnny depp so i'll definitely have to find something even though i feel like this since this is like white collar crime a lot of it's right. gonna be like over my head and yeah. not like you know it'll be D- boring stuff yeah not like dna evidence like right like OJ's- weren't you a co- aware of code 736b subsection 27 line four yes exactly like, oh my god um so that will be interesting and just seeing all the like commentary that comes on around it yeah um, so next week for sure we will be doing some sort of teen mom just some sort of like throwback situation we still need to iron out all those details because as you can imagine it's kind of hard to find like og seasons of these things um but we're working on it we're getting well, there. also trying to figure out how we because we originally wanted to like talk about one mom at a time and it's just like yeah. figuring out how to make the episodes work we don't know yet but we're gonna figure it out we're gonna figure it out and we hope you guys are excited because I know that some of y'all are big like 
team mom OG fans like we are yeah, or team mom too doesn't even doesn't matter yes we like those two and that's where we call it we draw the line yes no <laughs> anything no for nothing else no no thank you um so yeah so I guess that'll do it for this week do you have anything else that you want to add Cassie yeah. all right that will do it this week for episode 23 Michael Jordan episode Woo-woo, we Woo. made it um we hope you all enjoyed it again happy pride month um we appreciate you all for listening as always and we look forward to talking to you next week if you listen to us on spotify or apple Podcasts, please drop a five star rating um follow us on instagram we are at a case the number four the fbi um or send us an email we are a case the number four the fbi at gmail.com gmail or die in this house so yeah we look forward to talking to you guys next week, talking about some good throwback team mom goodness. Yes, we need it. It's good for the soul. Yes, <laughs> definitely a comfort watch for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, 100%. All right, guys. Well, we will catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye.